Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? It's the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Uh, what day is today? Thursday. Thursday. It is Thursday. I have no clue. We usually do this on Tuesday. I think last week we did it on a Monday. Now here we are on a beautiful Thursday. Uh, the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gell. It's a full house today, folks. It's the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, uh, Alex Gellhart. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, just uh, fresh off the Bay Area. What's up, dude? How was Vallejo? Uh, it was great. It was nice to be back home. Um, I got a lot, lot of uh, E40. In rotation, some E40 in rotation. Good. Perfect. Uh, you know, kind of made the old, you know, made the rounds. Went past the old high school and all. Oh yeah. yeah, there yeah, you go. Good time. Good time. Uh, reception perception master uh, Matt Harmon, the uh, possibly the greatest fantasy analyst from the state of West Virginia. Oh man, I wow. was really when you started off with reception right. perception. I was like, maybe he's not going to say <clears throat> anything about West Virginia. And then you know it's coming up, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Har- but you know who else we got in the house? We have uh, the great. Adam Rank. It's been a while. It's What's been a happened? Long time, pal. And there goes the click out. You now, can measure it. Like everybody's like, all right, we're out. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you didn't just big time us all the time, how did I not big? Listen, you've you, got look. You've got your you've got your fancy little you know NFL Network show now that you're the host of Madden NFL Live. That's right. That's the one. Um, It'll be airing on Saturday, I hope. And I feel as if I don't know if it's part of the football withdrawal, but we just filmed. <laughs> we filmed. <laughs> We well, filmed our final episode. I, I don't think so it's part of the should, football hopefully. withdrawal. Hopefully everybody, we'll be on Saturday. Everybody should tune in. You can check it out on Twitch and on uh, NFL Network on Saturday, right, Rank? Yep, Saturday. Actually, it's a it's a good bar show for people on the West Coast. Okay. Because if you're still at the bar at midnight right, and the bartenders left the NFL Network on, okay. all of a sudden – there's three dudes in pajamas playing uh-huh. video games on television. <laughs> it leads to a lot of bewilderedness, especially like if I'm sitting like next to somebody who's like, "What the hell's on the NFL Network right now?" Um, I think the I think the comment that I I commonly get is, "They pay these guys to do this." They get they tell us that all the time. That's true. As fantasy yeah, analysts, that's that everybody. True. Yeah, that is true. That's when are we going to reach the point where people are s- stop being surprised that people get paid to do get, stuff? Well, it's more. It, I think for us, it's I less. Like it's, I think for for the I, Madden guys, it's like wow, they they get paid to do this. For I, us, it's more like 
Really? You guys got paid for that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good point. But I said that if I see the bartender, I'm like, you get paid for this? You get <laughs> drinks all night? Like, that's amazing. No, it's like, not. I would do that for free. No, you would not. Dealing with people for crap? Are you kidding you me? That would be horrible. Really? It would be awful. You think it's easy? Being besmirched on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> My Madden skills? It's not easy. All right. Used to, that used to be look, the privacy look, look. of my we got home. A big show today. We're going to talk about the AFC West. Uh, ad nauseum. Uh, we'll give our daily daps. We'll start with the uh, the Super Bowl recap. That, uh, that, look, that I, minor event that kind of disrupted our whole Oh, sure. <sighs> look, it's Thursday. The game happened on Sunday. I, I get it. You know, And everything that you've heard about the Super Bowl, uh, you have heard in full. There's no question about it. 24-10, the final, obviously. Uh, if not, Broncos. tune into NFL HQ. <laughs> they will once give you again full be breaking it down. Yes, no doubt about it. Um, all right, well, what did you guys think? I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I've talked to you guys a little bit about this, but uh, wanted to go around the horn. Uh, I guess your takeaways from the game. I was just happy to see the Broncos feed C.J. Anderson and not Ronnie Hillman. Uh, we were talking this about this last night. Uh, the line was 23 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown for C.J. Anderson. It was nice, too. Five for zero for Ronnie Hillman. Five carries? Yes. So, to spin that back to fantasy, I think that's that's a good sign for the future because, uh, one, Ronnie Hillman's a free agent, and two, through the stretch run, they got to see the C.J. Anderson that they thought they had yeah. last year. So I think that could that could be a you know a sign of things to come for the Denver offense. I mean, regardless of whatever happens to Peyton Manning, uh, I think it's it means good things. I think for C.J. Anderson from a statistical standpoint, because you know it's going to be another year under the belt uh, with Gary Kubiak's system. Um, I, I love that second effort he put in that uh, on that touchdown run. That was beautiful, and and, and he broke off uh, you know a very nice long run as well, uh, showing a little bit of burst there too. So uh, yeah, if he's the featured guy. Sure. I think he'll be a bargain because people will feel too burned oh, this yeah. year. First oh, yeah. round, so is that what you're saying? That's a negative. <laughs> I, I love him to death. You're talking him into the first round. I, I also think uh, I also think that game was a reinforcement that the Panthers need to do something to beef up their wide receiving core. And yes, think? yes, they will. God. They will get Kelvin Benjamin <laughs> back next season, and that will be a big boost. But you know, I, look, we we didn't see. You know, much of Devin Funches during the year, he would kind of pop up occasionally. I mean, I think we all marveled at the fact that Ted Ginn became a playmaker late in the season. I mean, it, just, it was amazing the amount of times uh, during that game they tried to force the ball into Jericho Cotchery. So if there is one <laughs> thing that is going that has to be a priority for them this offseason, it is getting somebody to catch the football. Matt Harmon over here, who is uh, a Carolina Panthers fan, is is rubbing his eyes in disgust <laughs> as we discuss Jericho Cotchery. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've mentioned that the relationship is complicated between yes. the Panthers and I, and this is like this is like when your your ex, you know, I, we've broken up, we've been apart for a while. Okay. But then she comes back, you know, she's smoking she's, hot. She's looking better than ever. Sure. She's talking about how she's changed. Yeah. Her and, you know, her and, and the new quarterback and all this sort of stuff. And <laughs> But she still leaves you at the altar again. <laughs> I hope that's not an illusion for my personal life. But anyways, um, yeah, I just – Marcus said this last week, like it's it was going to suck if they lost, and, and it has sucked because if I was at home, I would just turn the TV off. I can't really turn the TV off. <laughs> apparently, working for NFL media, so right. Yeah, it's it's been it's been annoying. Well, but here we are. What's uh, what's your biggest takeaway from the game? Oh, I'm just happy that it's over. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, Marcus makes a good point about the wide receiver cores. But I also think that the Panthers' offense is not necessarily going away. I think that they have to. They will get Kelvin Benjamin back. Devin Funchess might take another step. They will probably draft somebody. And Ted Ginn, like. 
we all bag on Ted Ginn, but he's not worthless as like a fourth receiver, you know, that's a situational deep threat. I also think they need to probably add another young running back too. I don't think Cameron Artis Payne, you know, showed enough to be like a, the clear number two, and I think they'll draft another younger playmaker. Jonathan there. Stewart de- definitely getting a little longer in the tooth. And, and he got hurt again. Right. Uh, which – Hard to rely on his health. There's no question about it. Go bad for him. Uh, and then Mike Tolbert too. I, I think he's a. Is he a free agent? I will is, find out. He is yeah. a free agent. And uh, I think you know I would be surprised if the Panthers, uh, you know, bring him back. Was anybody else surprised by the number of carries that he got in that game? How about the fumbles? Like the guy never turns the ball over, and then he's crazy. putting two on the carpet in the most like excruciating fashion. Oh, it was tough. Just oh when the God. momentum was starting to swing the other way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, per Twitter.com, momentum does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> but so. you can feel it. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I, I guess I, you know what I really want to dig into, though, is so now Peyton's got two Super Bowl victories under his belt. He's got a boatload of stats as well. Um, I put out on Twitter, you know, after the game that, you know, um, you know, I, I get it. Back end of his career, he's, he's been a corporate shill. But forget about the cor- <laughs> but being a corporate shill. You know, when you kind of take a retrospective into his career, I think there's no question Peyton Manning, a top three quarterback of all time now, um, and there's just no debate. And then, and then of course, and then, and that's what I put. There's just no debate <laughs> that Peyton Manning is silly top rabbit. Want, do you want and silly then, rabbit? You want everybody else to leave the room <laughs> and, for this to just come to Adam Rank podcast? Or <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take it over because I feel like well, my, I'll just my feelings on this subject have been made quite clear. <laughs> and that you know, honestly, that was the best thing about the Super Bowl because no, no matter which side you are on. Right. And that debate, you got a satisfying conclusion for people like you who have bought into this myth, this narrative that sports writers have been churning out for the last 20 years. That Peyton Manning is the best quarterback of all time. You finally have that last definitive piece where you can be like, see, he's won two Super Bowls. Now, all of a sudden, Super Bowl wins matter like two a couple of Years ago, Super Bowl wins didn't matter. But what? now that now Super that he has wins two, have always matter. What are you talking about? Now that he has two, everybody's like, it's it's the most important <laughs> thing. You're like, he was the reason the Panthers were even in the game. And you're like, well, it doesn't matter. He won. So and that's fine. <laughs> so you guys got that. And I, I, I really can't take it from from you. But for people on the reality side, the people who are <laughs> who are based in fact you know what it is? It's like religion and science. Okay. And you're the faith-based, like, yeah, you just got to whatever. And I'm going with hard facts. And the people who are on that side who watched the Super Bowl and was like, yeah, he did nothing. Um, you still feel pretty good that over um, – that I that I I can still say that Peyton Manning is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's not the best. He's not top three. Um, but If he's not know, top three, where is he? He's in a top 20. <laughs> Wow, top, top 20. 20. He's a, you don't even think he's in the top 20? No, I do think like, he's in the top 20. Listen, Marcus, I thought I, I took shots at Peyton Manning, but for you to say he's not in the top 20 I, I did not say ridiculous. that. I did not say it's that. It's ridiculous. All right, hold on. Rank, you've had your time in the sun. Harmon, Marcus, what do you guys think? I'm going to give this conversation roughly 60 more seconds, then we're going to get to fantasy. Oh, well, I want him to God. defend him, Peyton Manning not being in the look, top 20. I, look, Peyton Manning is – I feel like he's probably just – off the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. So he's number five. Probably number five. I will give him a top five spot there. Uh, you know, and I, I just think this is going to be a Super Bowl. I know that it was it was great to kind of salute him, and, and he got up on stage, and he was all, all shucks and folksy, and I'm going to drink a bunch of Budweiser's and whatever. That was the worst. Kill me. Um, that was the worst. That should have changed your mind right there. I know it should have. But, I mean, really, he 
was he was a caddy to the to the Denver defense on this playoff run, sure. and, and he even kind of admitted that. And so this is this is one that yeah, sure. It, it, technically, he has a Super Bowl ring, but this isn't this isn't the Peyton Manning that we were used to seeing. And I, the only thing I can think about, I, I have heard other people mention this, listening to like my father and and you know older people talk about watching Willie Mays play for the Mets okay. and fall down in center field. I mean, the guy who was arguably the greatest baseball player of all time and just sure. watching him be a shell of himself. And that was kind of watching Peyton Manning this year. And I think that that makes it hard to suddenly put him, you know, in the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. You know what the problem is, and this is why there's just so many, like, logical fallacies in, like, making these entire arguments about who's the best quarterback ever, you know, and some of the entrapments of that anyways, is, is you say, like, he was a caddy to this Super Bowl, but, like, 20 years from now when, when you know, we're hopefully all still doing this and we're talking about <laughs> Peyton Manning, people are not going to remember that. They're just going to talk about the fact that he has two Super Bowls, and, and that's going to get lost in the way. And I, I don't know. I, I think he's definitely, like, a top-five quarterback, especially, like, in my limited – little lifetime here uh like following football in depth I, I don't know I just I, I will say though Adam Rank one of the things I've taken from you since <laughs> starting working here is your great ability to like have a debate with somebody and subtly also kind of slap them while, <laughs> with your words <laughs> while doing it. like when you tell you what like you're doing right like now I'm, no I'm complimenting you I'm saying I've learned from you and right. I'm trying to implement that more in my personal life which is going well so <laughs> right this is why i have no I, well, I would not recommend will, that in your personal life i will say i know alex wants to move on but it's funny because i i still think that the 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 image of peyton manning pratt falling his way through this season will linger with him because marcus is talking about when was willie mays retired in like 1940 or whatever it was it was the and 70s but okay the, the <laughs> <laughs> whatever the two things i know about willie mays 1940 the two oh. things i know about willie mays is that he made an awesome catch in the polo grounds yeah and that he sucked at the end of his career <laughs> and that's pretty much it okay all right well, i hope that gets remembered so back to fantasy some of the best stats of all time peyton manning okay well you have to remember oh, james <laughs> you know what he was so close <laughs> this, this isn't my fault remember <laughs> okay how is he not in the top three it's impossible he, well they well first of all he they changed the rules for him after no they he did was not oh my god no they did not after he was repeatedly beat by the patriots they went and passed legislation in 2006 legislation this was a congressional act here I mean, pretty much <laughs> pretty much the change and then oh. his statistics don't matter because the his NFL statistics was, don't matter you okay. can't compare what like, matters okay then? i don't know okay. if are you are you are you are you a football nihilist Look, what, all what I will say, look, I'll say of one course stats say, matter. If, if, Dan Fal- if Dan Fouts in his prime played today, if the span of his career matched Peyton Manning, do you think he wouldn't put up those numbers? You know what? Here's the thing. Matt Harmon, I know you are – you're going on hiatus. You're going on a sabbatical. sabbatical. Yeah. Going on a sabbatical for a while. I need for you to work on a metric. You know how, like, they talk about movies and you know, they, they – adjust the grosses for inflation. inflation and stuff we need to figure out how to kind of adjust what that that rate of inflation is yeah right we need to figure that out for football you're right I, there was a I won't be i won't be busy all off right. with <laughs> another metric that i already created I, I, i'll have plenty of time on my hands to start with another position somebody does need to do that they should take like the average uh of uh of the nfl quarterbacks in that year and then kind of adjust stats accordingly. Yeah. That's I, I will say, it, like for quarterbacks like Roger Staubach and, and players of that era, if you reached the 25,000-yard milestone, that was your lock into the Hall of Fame. Right. Now you and now, need... got, and now Matthew Stafford gets that in four seasons. Well, <laughs> Pro Football Reference has the adjust or the 
approximate value metric, and yeah. Peyton Manning's number one in that. Because oh. I, I know that because there is a – in the great NFL media archives, there's a long piece that I wrote up for Peyton Manning's retirement if and when it does happen. There you go. And that's – I talk about that in there, so – all right, let's talk about the AFC West. Whew, we're clear. A division Need where a Peyton Manning, a top three quarterback of all time, uh, resides. <laughs> just, <laughs> we'll talk What's just, wrong with you? Just, just move on. Just needling. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos, What? Do, what I guess what's our reaction for 2015? And, um, you know, it's really interesting because i um, been doing a lot of hits for NFL now here, and, and when we talk about teams that uh, will be in the Super Bowl next year, very few analysts are saying the Broncos. <laughs> Which I really, I don't really get that. You it's know what crazy. I mean? It's is that who's leaving off that defense? I don't know. Though. That's what I mean. Because well, I kind of because I was seeing some. You know, every time somebody wins the Super Bowl, it's always like, well, is this the next dynasty? Give me a break. It's but, not a dynasty. I, but I mean, but I so I was seeing some of that talk. I'm thinking like this is a tough formula to repeat with. Yeah. You know, with like minimalizing your quarterback. Yeah. And winning with defense, and then also like. I mean, down the stretch, other than C.J. Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders, who else was playing well on that offense? And I get it; they're not losing anybody from the defense. But right. like I said, that is a really tough. But you, formula. but you got a, you got a great, um, some great experience for Brock Osweiler, right? To go out there because most of the time, when you have a quarterback coming into this situation, if you think of Aaron Rodgers, they come in cold. In, step, yeah, you you basically have a hand like a handful of preseason games, and it's like, all right, you're the starter. Mm-hmm. Good luck, and it takes him a little bit of time to get going. Brock Osweiler got to play an extended period uh, enough to get his feet wet to, so when he comes in next season as the full-on starter who's going to get all those reps in training camp, he's still got a handful of NFL games, meaningful yeah. NFL games behind him. That that should help him a little. Rank, I think in your gesticulations you bumped your mic. Could you adjust oh, my it? Bad. <laughs> here, here, is my, here is my argument against the Broncos winning another Super Bowl, and okay. that would be the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Who went and and won a Super Bowl largely on the strength of their defense. I mean, they they were quarterbacked by Trent Dilfer. They had an offense that was not particularly spectacular. Yeah, they had they had Shannon Sharp who was their big playmaker. Um and they won a Super Bowl mostly because their defense was phenomenal. Next year they got back to the play. I mean, they were 12 and 4. Just like the Broncos this year, 12 and 4 with a phenomenal defense and a good enough offense. Next year they go Does 10 that and team 6. Did that have Jamal Lewis on it? Uh it did. Yeah. It did. Uh, next year they go ten and six. They lose in the divisional round, and so I, I I don't see any reason that the Broncos can't again be a playoff team. Sure, but uh, I mean, look, even with a defense as amazing as theirs is, this is still a league where you have to be able to at some point score points. You've got to be able to win different ways, and you're just asking so much. Because even in the Super Bowl, they asked a lot of that defense. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! They didn't. They didn't put the Panthers away until, you know what, less than four minutes in that game. Right. I mean, they. Because their quarterback kept turning now, the ball. Right. Over. To, to Marcus's point of scoring points, let's spin it back to fantasy a little bit. Yeah. Who's going to score points for them next year? With uh, Do they have Osweiler under center? Uh, how does that make you guys feel about Thomas and Sanders? Like, Thomas struggled big, a lot this year. And that's my big thing, right? Like, to, to me, I feel like Demarius has got to bounce back, no? Oh. Does he? Uh, that's, a, that's a tricky that, question. Does he? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. It, <laughs> What happened to Demarius Thomas this year, man? Well, I think I, I don't uh, get it. The change in velocity from the quarterback. Because <laughs> when Peyton throws it, I imagine it's trying to catch a helium balloon. But even but even when Brock was throwing that rock, though, it wasn't like yeah, it didn't one, change it. But I I don't know. I I have a limited experience catching because I'm left-handed. But uh, I did have no, and you have to like because when you're a bullpen player. 
you have to warm up other pitchers. And it's it's a weird thing to watch the different velocities of guys throwing the ball. And I think that when you don't have the consistency at quarterback, it kind of hurts a little bit. What's a pitcher? That's, <laughs> like the thing, that's like the things we drink at happy hour. That right? is, the, it is a position in baseball <laughs> right. that delivers the ball. I love the, I love the, the I love the millennial response that they think. Oh, ignorance. of course it has to be a generation. It, ignorance of stuff is cool. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm super ignorant of a lot of things. That's, that's not exclusive to millennials. <laughs> I think that's, that's every generation. Anyways. I don't think so. I think that we've had a whole. You're like, right. Le- bunch of know-it-all generations who think they know everything about, like the '80s. Like everybody thought they knew everything about everything. Right. There's no. There's definitely no ignorance 90s. in the older generation. No, not at all. Not, at all. not that they celebrate. Not, right. not that there isn't, but not that they celebrate. So no, they do. James people Richard. will try. Think about baby boomers and like technology. <laughs> but that, they Remember love that? not knowing about technology. They know. Uh, they love not knowing about. It. They're like, yo, what is this? I, okay, a yeah. cell phone. Two, oh, hold two on. Oh, oh, this Can is... we get back to Demarius Thomas? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> one, you could play. We could be playing a drinking game on the side of the glass of how many times Gelhart like grasped at the air, <laughs> so, <laughs> or or has face palmed this <laughs> podcast. Um, it's an exceeding number. Sure. But Demarius Thomas, one to your point about when Brock Osweiler, Osweiler was in there, his one of his worst games is probably that New England game when he had like thirteen targets, only caught one, one. pass. Uh, and that was with, with Osweiler. So, I don't know. The thing about him is that he's never been, like, a technically proficient player. He's always really, to be honest, been, like, a bad route runner. But his overall physical skills have just been so great. That yeah, he's been just able such to, a physical beast. Yeah, he's and, and I think – I don't know. It's weird this year that I think some of those flaws got more accentuated. Going, but the drops, though, that was yeah. so uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, like, and I've t- I, I have – I'm – Drops are always such an annoying, like, very fickle topic to talk about with wide receivers, and you're also isolating, like, you know, thirteen. I don't even know how many drops he had, but like ten to thirteen plays off the hundreds and hundreds of routes they run. It's kind of, it's kind of like silly to talk about it, and you could easily be like, he could easily drop like four passes next year, and nobody would care. Um, I don't know. I'm still a little nervous though going I, forward. I am nervous as well, and uh, you know, we were talking about at Happy Hour last night, James. You remember, like, you remembering him making good plays with Tebow, but on that season in 2011. He only caught 45% of his passes for 550 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. The next year, once Manning was under center, 94, 1,410, 92, 1,414, 111, 1,611 was his next three-year stretch. Man. But I think that was partially the offense and Manning knowing where and when to get it to him a little better than other quarterbacks. All right. Well, there you go. He also has been pummeled with targets. Like, I think he led the league last year. 184 and then 177 this year. Right. Yeah, 177 targets this year. Yes, he did. I know. So, (laughs) I wonder if that's going to continue to happen in in an offense that really the big butting of heads was Manning still wanted to throw the ball and do his thing, and Kubiak wanted to be more conservative. Which I think leads to the C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman discussion of if Peyton Manning isn't there. I think we're all kind of operating on the assumption that Peyton is going to retire Please. very soon. No, um, no, no. He's going to the L.A. Rams. Or, okay, that too, which is kind of like retirement. Um, so, <laughs> that, come on. That behind, was good. No, I like that. He'll be behind Case Keenum. Um, oh, that was the first time I've ever said that on any sort of air. <laughs> L.A. Rams? L.A. Rams. And, and them still being the L.A. Rams. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I just think it means that they will be – a lot more run heavy. It will be the offense Gary Kubiak wants it to be. And I think that bodes very well for CJ Anderson. I'm not, you know, Ronnie Hillman is, I guess, I guess the handcuff if you're into that sort of thing. I don't even know if they bring if it back. They bring it back. I don't even, I don't think they will. I really don't. I wouldn't imagine though that like it is if he doesn't get like a sniff from another team and to be honest, like 
who who would really you know backs are a dime a dozen right i don't know he could easily be back there on like a super limited deal but maybe not maybe not i don't know we'll see how about the kansas city chiefs uh they they were but did we mention i don't somebody mentioned like cj anderson i i think um one thing is if the new way a lot of people are drafting is going wide receiver heavy. Right. Yeah. I see C.J. Anderson being next year's Doug Martin. Okay. The guy you grab in the fourth or fifth round. Right. Totally. All of a sudden is your number one running back at the end of the season. And if you've got a couple of great wide receivers at the top of the draft, you're going to be looking pretty good. Okay. Kansas City call. Chiefs. Uh, it's a offense that, I don't know, didn't have too many stars in it really because Jamal Charles goes down. Jeremy Macklin was so-so. Um, and Travis Kelsey, I thought, disappointed big time this year as well. Um, I, I guess what do we make of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2015, and, and what do we think they're going to do in 2016? They're going to do in 2016 about what they did in 2015. I mean, I, is there a more just milk toast offense out there than the Kansas City Chiefs? There's, nope. there's nothing about them that really gets you excited. I mean, I like milk toast. <laughs> Jamal Charles, I, I like Jamal Charles a lot, but. You know, you, you have to wonder how much he the can continue to carry this offense. Jeremy Macklin is a fine wide receiver, too, fantasy-wise. You, yeah. You're not going to get much out of Alex Smith. Travis Kelsey was very lackluster. He kind of disappeared at times this year. And, I mean, that's, that is who they are, and I don't see anything changing with them. Uh, can I talk about Jamal Charles <clears throat> very quickly? I, I'd love to get, Absolutely. Uh, uh, get your take on Jamal Charles here because um, I still think he will go somewhere in the top. 12 picks? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, maybe. I mean, he's he's very at the tail end of those 12 picks. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's not a top five guy, but I mean. It really depends on how you, like, how the people in your league draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's people, uh, I know sometimes when we do mock drafts, there's still a lot of people who are taking. Like, we did one, I think, for our one of our live, yeah, yeah, yeah. live shows. And everybody's joking about, like, oh, the wide receivers are going to go crazy. I was the only one picking wide receivers. <laughs> Jamal Charles with the fourth overall pick. You're like, what is happening with people? Like, don't do this stuff anymore, <laughs> especially with a guy who's injury prone. <clears throat> well, I, I guess that's the takeaway, right? I mean, when he plays, he just looks so amazing. All right, I guess- so real quick, I just went to uh, Fantasy Football Calculator. They have mock yeah. drafts open that people have been doing. What? And apparently for 2016 okay. so far, Jamal Charles has been going on average at about the 12th pick. There you go. I, I just I, I get the feeling after what we saw from Sharkandrick West and from Spencer Ware, they're going to get that it's going to be more of a committee system. It, you know, you, you've got a, a guy in Jamal Charles who's getting a little bit older, who, as you referenced, James has had some injuries over the last few years. Heck yeah! And and plus, we we know that Andy Reid has this habit of forgetting that Jamal Charles is on his team every once in a while, and then apologizing at the end of the game, saying <laughs> oh stuff gosh. like, "I should have given him the ball more." No, that is, that is his favorite. No move. kidding, right? That's his favorite move. He loves doing that. Aside from mismanaging the clock at the end of a game, right? That too. He, he is the best three-quarter coach. In NFL history, oh, um, me. But you know, I just, I just have this sense that whoever it is, whether it's West or where, I, I right now lean toward West. But whoever, they're going to be in a lot heavier rotation with Jamal Charles next year. Might be true. Might I think that true. they end up rotating a little bit, and especially I think Ware has value as like a closer for a team that is defensive heavy. You know, a big grinded out like bully running back at the end. So I mean, I'd, I wouldn't expect it to be a full blown committee, but they'll get sprinkled in more than. In years past. Uh, very quickly, if he's available at 12 for you guys, do you take him? I think I'd feel more comfortable waiting. Okay. Probably yeah, I, I mean. If he's available at 20, do you take him? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. No. 
<laughs> that would, uh, uh, I guess, askew your uh, your wide receiver, pretty, wide receiver. Yeah, I'm pretty confident I'm going to go dual wide receivers. I'm doing one of these fake mock drafts right now. Okay, great. Just that to is. see where he ends up. Just to see where he ends up. Okay. Quick, for for right. science. Quick point on the uh, on the passing game. Like, we were talking about Travis Kelsey kind of disappointed mm-hmm. in, and I agree. But wasn't his – his season was the same as the one before. Yeah, I that's what I think. Expectations yeah. were so high. Literally, it was almost exactly the same. And the problem that we're talking about with Kansas City being a milk toast offense, like, he had 103 targets and people were constantly complaining about how little, little. he was being featured. He still had 22.2% of the team targets because it's, they just don't throw the ball. Yeah, enough. Alex Smith was like 19th in attempts this year with like only 470. So, but you're right. The seasons actually, I didn't, I forgot how close they were. This year he had 875 yards and five uh, touchdowns. Last year he had 862 and five. So, so I think – are you worried right about the new – by the way, he was in a contract year. Are you worried that he got a fat new contract? Uh, does it, I don't know, scare you off a little bit? It's also going to be <clears> on a dating show. I'll tell you this. Uh, that scares me off more than the contract. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Again. He's going to be on a dating reality show on E! that features 50 women. And this was uh, – that was announced one day before he signed his fat new contract. I thought it was the same day because everybody's like, "Great day for Travis Kelsey," because like, uh, that came out the and day then before he, it was. It was. It, it it felt like the same day because the sports websites didn't pick it up until mm. the new contract. Ah, came right. Out. Good J- for him. Though. James He's plugged a- into the celebrity dating oh, my <laughs> world. Gosh. My, I mean, my <laughs> wife in Daily Mail. Holy cow! She's like, <laughs> "Do you know this Travis Kelce guy?" <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, Kelsey? Yes, I know him. Good for him, though. He is a very handsome man. Oh, my gosh, yes. He's incredibly handsome. I would like to think that I'm like the bootleg version of that. <laughs> wow. He just calls himself that. We have similar hair. <laughs> oh. All right, and that was a Fantasy Life podcast. We're wow. going to shut it down now. Holy cow! What? I don't even know where that one came from. That was that's amazing. I like to think uh, we have Carmen's going have full a, peacock over here. We oh, have a similar boy. sense of style. Oh, so should we wow. talk about the Raiders? Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move along here. Let's move <laughs> on. Wait, in this uh, mock draft that I just did, okay, Jamal Charles went in a thirteenth. Thirteenth. Okay. All We're right. Still going. So Jordy, Jordy Nelson went twelfth. Okay. Are these real people? I don't know. <laughs> what? I mean, here's the thing. If you're on Fantasy Football Calculator today, you have to be a little bit of a freak. So I'm, I'm assuming that – You're this, focused. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Quiet. That's what I'm well, saying. Check I, I don't think this is – closes Fantasy Football <laughs> Calculator. <laughs> I was going to say. Can I uh, – No, because I'm just saying. Right, I, I mean, these are probably semi-serious, at least is, semi-serious fantasy football players. These are the Sharps. And right. the first 12 picks go A.B., Gurley, Le'Veon – Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, David Johnson, Adrian Peterson at seven, Gronkowski, DeAndre Hopkins, Des Bryant, Allen Robinson, Jordy Nelson. Like that's yeah, no, I mean that makes that's like if you're playing with sharps. Well, that's also that's also a very reactionary first round to this year. I think once the off season hits and we get things settled, you know, things will shift a little bit. But once Matt Forte signs with the Cowboys, then all of a sudden people are talking about him being the number one over. Talk of I, that's the worst possible scenario. How about Doug Martin signing with the Cowboys? Hello, that's fine. He's not going anywhere. All right, Raiders. <coughs> Raiders. Uh, twenty fifteen takeaways. Uh, how about this? Uh, Michael Crabtree. I mean, one of the best offseason signings for any team, uh, given his production and given his salary. Uh, it was great. Latavius Murray, I thought, was okay. Not what's great. crazy about him is you say okay, he finished as the RB ten. I know, but yeah, it was, but it was a weird. Throw, year. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Let's throw all those year. out. I know it's a weird year. I mean, Danny Woodhead <laughs> was like him. Danny Woodhead was like three spots behind him. I mean, he <laughs> was 
in overall. So it it's it's a messed right. up year. I know. Uh, Derek Carr certainly uh, showed a lot of promise, and he he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that uh, if you're waiting on quarterback, he he will absolutely be one of those guys uh, that you will be targeting. Um, I guess what do we take away from 2015 and uh, looking ahead 2016? What do we think, Matt Harmon? Yeah. The Raiders offense, and especially Derek Carr, kind of took a little bit of a step back in the second half of the year, but I also think a lot of that had to do with the protection falling apart, so perhaps they make some more moves on the offensive line. This is a really interesting offense because, you know, not only is Carr progressing, but you mentioned Latavius Murray, who was like the most meh running back one campaign of all time. Yes, I mean, like he absolutely. Most, like more often than not, he got you like eight points. You know, right. only I think a few times did he ever exceed more. Yeah, than he that. popped to like a couple twenty point ones. So honestly, like I think they will probably add at least another like significant body in the backfield and make that more confusing. Oh my gosh, I hope not. They already have like seventeen running backs. Well, Who yeah, but they, they have, have well, than... like Halu and Marcel Reese and yeah. Olawale. Or there you go, Jamie's Olawale. Jamie's Olawale. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> they all um, got carries. Yeah, no, you're right. I just think they'll probably make a more significant move. I, I, I would expect. While I not be disparaging any of those players you just mentioned. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that as well. I, it was, to me, shocking how few big plays he had. Latavius, we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about a big body guy that had tremendous speed. Unbelievable. And we yeah. saw his coming out party the year prior. Uh, when, what, when What was it? Against he had, the Chiefs. It against, was, uh, the he had Thursday, two touchdowns. Thursday night game on four carries on and four like 120 carries. yards. He also got hurt in the you know, <laughs> concussion, and he, he was gone for you a know, couple I saw of I saw an interesting study. I forget who did it, so I apologize to the person on Twitter that was looking at it last this past offseason, but how even in his limited sample size, uh, Murray was very much a boomer bust runner, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because I was looking at the number of explosive plays recently that running backs had, and of backs with over 100 carries, Murray ranked 38th. And the percentage of his carries that went for 10-plus yards. That's not good. Uh, And I tried to warn you guys. (laughs) I was not on the Latavius Murray bandwagon. Okay. Everybody, like, because Akbar works out with him. Akbar is on. Hashtag shirtless workout. Shirtless workout, baby. He's one of the hosts of American Ninja Warrior. He's also on the fantasy football show. Um, You know what? I mean, I like Demir Abdullah, so I don't want to be, you know, too full of myself. But at least I got – see, when you you have a a huge whiff, like – Amir Abdullah. You got to look back on one guy. You're like, no, no, no. But I was right about Latavius Murray, right? And that's what—that's really one the thing about when you when you look at guys like Murray is ask the people who drafted. How did you feel about having Latavius Murray on your team? I would say most of most people would be like, yeah, disappointed. That was, that was terrible. Right. I will tell you, there was a lot of when because I, I remember bringing this up a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people were like, hey, I'll take that eight points from my running back too. I'm like. You guys got to ha- raise your expectations. Right. Don't settle you know for what? mediocre. But, Come on. Uh, but it depends on what you have surrounding it. Like right. If you went real early. Like, if you're if you're running back, if you let's say your three wide receivers were uh, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and Allen Robinson, then, yeah, I'll take the eight points from the running back all day. I think I think regardless I think regardless of, of position, um, we're talking wide receiver um, or running back, Eight points is fine on most weeks, but every now and again they gotta pop for twenty. Well, I also think yeah. that, and I'll, I don't think he had one of those. I also think the attitude of "I'll take eight points for my RB two" came from a season where you just didn't know who your RB two <laughs> would be on a week to week basis. So you're like, you know what? Yeah. If I can get eight, fine. If I'll was, figure it out. If it was Latavius Murray or Antonio Andrews, you're riding <laughs> Latavius Murray all day. It's true. So it's very true. Let's talk about the passing game real quick. Derek yeah. Carr, thirty-two touchdowns, just shy of four thousand yards. Crabtree caught nine. Cooper caught six. Uh, what do we think about this duo? Any of those other wide receivers going to encroach on this? And 
could Clive Walford be a sneaky, sneaky tight end to well, pick up first, off the waivers? Well, when you, first, when you talk about Amari Cooper, and, you know, it's, a, I think, a symptom of young wide receivers. I just need some more consistency out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could have these huge weeks. I mean, I'm looking, you know, uh, you know, you went 47 in week one. The next two weeks, 109, 134. Then it was below 50. You know, it was, it was really kind of boom or bust with him. And so hopefully – He's a great flex play last year. He's a good flex, flex play. And, I mean, look, he <clears throat> is immensely talented, and I expect that he will continue to progress. And I think – Exactly. I actually do think part of it is that this rookie wide receiving class was – sort of handicapped by the group that came before it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. The group previously was so phenomenal that I think it raised the bar unfairly for this group. Because I think, I think the re- rookies that we had, or at least Amari Cooper, because a lot of them were hurt or didn't play till late, um, there was just no way that they could live up oh, to yeah. the expectations in front of them. All right, so what do you expect for Amari Cooper next year? I mean, if he takes a step forward, he, he's going to be a second-year player. Uh, he's got a, a big, strong-arm uh, – I guess he's not big, but he's got a strong-arm quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, and they seem to have some chemistry building there. Um, uh, I know we've been kind of, you know, riding uh, Latavius Murray a little bit, but I, I mean, I think he's still a pretty solid running back. Uh, maybe not spectacular, but but certainly a, a guy that you can give the ball to. Um, what are your expectations, Adam Rank, for for Amari Cooper next year? I have huge expectations for Cooper. I do he's, too. He's, I do you know, too. I mean, up until as Marcus was talking about last year, most wide receivers made that huge leap in their second season. And that's second or third. Yeah, second or third. It's usually when they come along because it's a hard position to learn, although yeah. the college game is evolving, so that's helping out. I expect him to have a Allen Robinson-type season. Oh, and he's wow. – We're talking double-digit touchdowns? Oh, yeah. That, that's, 12, 1,300 yeah, this the, the one thing the, – the one thing that – like I – we'll talk about the Chargers in a moment. The one thing I think the moving, hanging over the Chargers is going to be worse than it is for the – like the Raiders, it just is – Business as usual. They're right. playing a terrible stadium. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, I think that I, honestly, I think Derek Carr <laughs> gets a lot better, and I think uh, Amari. I think both those guys take huge steps. I think so too. Here's I, how- I think they could. I think they could find a running back. I sorry, to no, it's okay. Cut you. Not enough to keep me from cutting you. No, off. of course, continue. Um, <laughs> I, I I really think that this could this could be like a Jags type breakout with this group, just kind of like whoa, these are fantasy superstars in, all of a sudden. In that vein, here's what I was going to kind of say is my sentiment on the Raiders as of right now, heading into looking at this next fantasy season. I would love to have a lot of these players on my team, but I don't right now want to get in the point where I feel like I'm reaching for them. Right. Mm. Whereas like with, you know, with like Martavis Bryant and stuff like that last year, I felt more comfortable reaching for them. Right now, I would love to have these Raiders on my team, but I don't know, like I don't know if I want to reach for Amari Cooper at like round four or something I, th- I feel yet. like every single oh, I, one I, of these players could be a tremendous value right could they, yeah could I, be the thing with Amari Cooper that was so great coming out was like he was incredibly polished like as a route runner that, yeah like like almost weirdly so and he's still only 21 years old like freshly 21 yeah. years old too which is why he's like already a top like five dynasty receiver if you play in a dynasty league people love him but Marcus is right he was definitely very inconsistent as a rookie he I talk about drops earlier and how it's kind of stupid, but he did also like Pro Football Focus had him with like 18 drops, and Whew. which was by far the most in the league. Uh, he definitely has some flaws, but and one thing that people don't know, I don't think kind of people forget, is that Crabtree actually led the team in targets this yeah. year. Yes, he did. And Cooper was second. I expect and that to reverse. Didn't Crabtree have all the red zone targets too? Yeah, he was like 
the featured guy in the red zone. Um, but I think I think those two numbers kind of start to reverse, though I do think Crabtree's a great security blanket for Carr. And I, I also expect big things out of Cooper. Well, I think I think the year began with the hope that Co- that Cooper would lead the team in targets. And I think, you know, because of his inconsistency and because mm-hmm. Crabtree really was a steadying – I mean, I don't want to say he was a possession receiver, but he was that guy oh, that, he was possession that Derek Carr felt like he could go to when, yeah. you know, when they needed to convert on third down. Michael Crabtree was the guy they were looking for. Um, I mean – also, like you talk, Cooper like started getting number one coverage right off the bat, which oh, is like yeah, why right. you know, okay, all right, he might not be defeating that coverage on a regular basis. I'll just rely on you know Crabtree facing the number two corner. All right, where do you take Cooper next year? I feel as if early, uh, like if I had to project him today, right now, I would say he's probably going in the fifth round in ten team leagues. Fifth, fourth round, yeah. Sure. That's why I said, like, I not I wouldn't be comfortable reaching for him in the fourth, but if, if he's sitting there in the fifth or sixth, like, absolutely. Derek Carr. I, can't, I, I never do well in the fifth round. Adam <laughs> <laughs> Wright's fifth round is amazing. I'm yeah, really going to just it's dump, amazing. jump in on the fourth so I don't get him. <laughs> in the fifth. So you don't put that specter <laughs> on him. Because <laughs> I, I really believe – I said this at the end of the – I think it was one of our last fantasy shows. I said, I'm going to just take Goskowski in the fifth round and just, just so I know that I'm getting consistent points right. for my fifth round draft <laughs> Because two years ago, it, two years ago, it was Cordell Patterson. Last year, it was oh, Amir, no. Amir Abdullah. Um, Although, in one league, I did have Todd Gurley in the fifth round. Um, Derek Carr, where are you taking him? If I mean, it's going to be double digits. Late. Yes? It's going to be double late, digits. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. I think if you're waiting on a quarterback, I think you mentioned this earlier, um, I think. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody talked about one of the prime candidates of the – I'm going to wait on a quarterback guy. Right. I'm going to get a hodgepodge, a little stew of quarterback sure. going at the end of my draft in the 10th, 11th, 12th round where I draft a couple guys just to see who pans out. Derek Carr has definitely got to be in that, you know, that group. You know what's crazy is how how many rounds ahead of Carr do you think Bortles is drafted? I was just thinking about oh, those we're on, two guys. We, spent too much time so we do spend other. way too much time. So, <laughs> you know, it would be quite a few. But like relative to the value, they could easily put up very similar well, I could see Carr, Carr outproducing. Carr and my, outproducing that was my question is can you could you count on Derek Carr to be a QB1 this year? I, I would. Mean, I would going to be a double digit guy. I would be happy to take him in the 10th to 14th round or whatever, wherever he's falling and how right. the quarterback board goes and run that risk. Christ, I did that with Sam Bradford in a couple leagues this last year, and it still sure. panned out because I streamed God or picked up somebody you. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing is that you can take a risk on him, and you still have the, right. the streaming option. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? <clears throat> I'd take Carr. 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 By a oh, hair. Kirk Cousins is my mortal enemy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> why is Wait, it? why? Why? What are you uh, about? Well, I don't know how – I I don't want to get too granular – uh, but oh, I, okay. I, I appeared on. I know <laughs> it would be weird if I was really yeah. like that, where I really had that <laughs> self awareness, where I didn't want to go down a wormhole. No, I, I, some people might might or might not have known that I, I appeared on Sky Sports mm-hmm. yes. uh, on on the Reg last Humble year Greg. with Laura Woods. Yep, with Laura Woods. Adam, one of the uh, one of the brightest minds in fantasy football, and uh, they were going to have a hit. I was just going to do a Super Bowl preview from uh, Radio Row in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, our our team would not, you know, allow me to go do that. I was replaced by Kirk Cousins. He is now my mortal enemy. Oh. I see. I was yanked. Okay. By, by my own team. Sure. And then Kirk Cousins. And, of course, that's a. You like that? 
I don't. So I you're. Don't, a, I don't care for that at all. You, no. and, you and Robert Griffin III are basically the same person. We are. <laughs> we are. He's more of a Marvel guy, but yeah, that's okay. And I saw. Oh, he was. And Kirk Cousins was walking down the the red carpet of the Madden Bowl. Okay. And I was gonna just assault him, be like, "You're my," and like, if that's me. Saying something like that, he'd be like, I have no idea who you are. Get the I don't know why me. you're mad at me, but please get away. <laughs> but he seems like such a nice guy that he would probably be like, hey, All right. hey like, oh, sorry. So no, Derek, I, Derek okay. Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Blake Bortles. I think they're kind of in that it's a good same group, maybe. Bortles is going to get drafted the highest out of them. Yeah. Where does, like, where does Bortles go? Is Bortles going like eighth high. round? Too high. Oh, okay. Well, Derek. Oh, man, don't besmirch him. I'm not, oh. but, but just – I will say this. I'm going to definitely take a 15th round flyer on Clive Walford. There's no question. Th- thank yeah. you. I wanted to get him in real quick because, like I mentioned, no him, and people kind of joked, but like his last five games, he got five targets, seven targets, seven targets, three, and then four. I do remember you know giving him some love and some he, late season fans. He's somebody mind. that I really want to. I want to look back and watch how he progressed in the program because early on, I mean, rookie tight ends never do anything, but he was a, an athletic guy coming out of yeah, Miami, good absolutely. pass catcher. Really dynamic, so I'm I'm interested to go back and watch him and see if he might be a sneaky, like you said, 15th round flyer. I agree was, with, yeah, I think so. He was a great product of the U. <laughs> uh, you're Danger not talking zone about universe. that's what I was just about to say. Not that U, Bonnie and Clive Walford. Eh? Um, uh, no, here's the thing too uh, about Clive Walford that I'll say very quickly is that you know if this offense is going to be as prolific as as at least on paper they could possibly be there's going to be some spillover there's going to be some trickle down effect uh to clive walford because again you mentioned he's a good athlete um and he's got good solid hands and, oh, it, and it seems like at especially at the back end of the season that Derek carr did trust him especially oh, loved him man especially in the red zone especially in the red zone so if they can put up some points we're talking about the raiders as a team there could definitely be some solid trickle-down effect uh, to Clive Walford. No well, doubt. I think a lot of people, um, because they put their number one corner on uh, Cooper. Amari Cooper, right. then they started to realize, oh, we got to cover Michael Crabtree right. now, too. That, yep, that, yep, let, yep. that let Walford uh, kind of sneak in there. I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to be It's going to be very Seth hard. Seth Roberts, too, I think he's a good player. Ooh, he, he I feel good about yeah, Seth Roberts. He made some – I took him in, some really nice plays, in yeah. a dynasty like startup mock that I'm doing with a bunch of people. and Super deep sleeper. Yeah, he's a guy I think I'm going to look at for sure. He had some pretty big games and looked competent as like a third receiver. I talk 100% about The trickle-down effect. Uh, that helps no one all-star. Absolutely. Uh, also a tremendous, I mean, an awesome uh, downfield threat, no no question. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, San Diego Chargers. Man, they struggled this year. Uh, they really just got ravaged by injuries. But uh, that being said, Phil Rivers still there, uh, getting a little long in the tube, but that's okay. Uh, Danny Woodhead was a surprise-ish. Uh, and then almost, uh, Danny Woodhead was almost a disappointment. Okay. Because the buzz had started to just really grow around him, and people were – it was a really – it was a I'm drinking my grapefruit IPA hipster. I really, oh, I really, I really yeah. feel like we in the fantasy stronghold should take some blame for that. Like, <laughs> oh, this guy. I feel I like we, we did a lot to push that uh, – you know, how about take credit for that, that train, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, credit. One, credit. Of the, one of the best podcast moments is you guys oh, just yeah. just going goo goo gaga on Woodhead. <laughs> oh, and and then and then Gelhart wrapping up the convo by saying, "I mean, it, obviously, all of us here love Danny Woodhead." And I'm like, "What are you guys talking?" It was about? when when it was during Danny his, Woodhead is a player. He's just a guy. It was yeah, exactly. It was during his like kind of stretch where they'd stopped using. They're really feeding Melvin Gordon, and like we talked about it. And, like the three of us in franchise all just. Like side, and there was this moment of silence, and then you just, <laughs> then you just like, 
<laughs> sent a barrage on Dan- poor Danny Woodhead, calling him just another player. And oh. He is. Oh, so- he is not a Jag. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> He's one of the top running backs in the game. <laughs> okay. Fantasy-wise. All right. Alrighty. I mean, I, I mean if you want to go ahead and draft his backup, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> yeah. over him. I don't want to draft. I don't want to draft either you one of these guys. You go with Melvin Gordon. Who's I would very, love. I would love to draft Danny Woodhead in PPR. And that's no, and in, in regular, see, that's the the misnomer. In regular fantasy, he was okay. really good because he if was the RB twelve this year. If he's getting you fifty six yards uh, rushing and okay. then sixty four yards receiving. That's a good day. That's a hundred. That's a, a hundred. That's he didn't have hundred scrimmages. He didn't have too many. Of those he had plenty days. of those. There's a reason why he was number twelve. Uh, yeah, it's called injuries. James, Other I know. Teams. So he would have. Stop it, <laughs> James. Just it, listen. You can't talk sense into him about this because he's into flashy guys with the combine numbers. He's not into hard working, gritty guys. <laughs> He's not, that's not his thing. Lunch no. pail guys. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm just not into the right. hard hat wearing so dudes. This, this offense. <laughs> let's talk, uh, let's talk Keenan Allen a little bit this year. <laughs> Keenan Allen was off to a, like a rip-roaring start. He had a couple games where he disappeared, but he was playing really good ball before uh, his lacerated – was it spleen or kidney? I forget. Uh, kidney. Spleen. 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 Anyways, he had inter- – Nope, internal, lacerated kidney. He had internal or- organs that were bleeding and had <laughs> yes. to get shut down. Yep. So, coming back for this year, where do you guys feel good about taking Keenan Allen? I, he's going to be a forgotten man. He really is. Um, because, again, I mean, yes, he, he was having a, a pretty nice season, but it was very up and down. Um, and, and just, you know, he got shut down early. I think he's going to be a forgotten guy. I think he's going to be he's going to be a really good candidate um, for a tremendous value, mm-hmm. I think, later in drafts. I, I really don't see him going before the eighth round. I really I don't see it. Really? Am I the only one who is just worried that somehow this Charger offense falls off a cliff? I know. I just I, hear I, 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 I mentioned I it earlier. I don't no, know. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I worry. I worry about Philip Rivers. Like, I feel like I'm going to go into this year trying to avoid Philip Rivers. Oh, I'm not drafts. There's no way. I just no. have this this really? weird feeling no that it's going to go wrong for the Chargers. They got to fix the offensive line. Yep. First of all, That's exactly. Key. They they Huge. still haven't gotten over losing Nick Hardwick. And really, and I talked, I alluded to this earlier about the whole moving thing. Is that Philip is so adamant about He's not, not coming to, to LA. LA. Nope. Like they, I part of the reason I think that they were going to put their training camp in Santa Ana was because, like, look, like you can still be in South County, you'll sort of be in San Diego. Like <laughs> they're trying to go out of their way to not be fully like engulfed in LA, and this whole thing's going to hang over them. Like, hopefully, I, I, I sincerely hope that San Diego just gets it together. They get a stadium really do- done really quick, and they're like, look, we're staying for the long haul, and then. <laughs> That would help alleviate some of the pressure, but man, this team and I was there. I was uh, I was a youngster, but I remember the '94 Rams. And that season was so awful because they had, the year before they had been rumored to be the team that moved to Baltimore. Yeah, and then they they saved them, but you knew they were still gone, and it was so miserable. Nobody went to the games. Um, it was awful. I would hang out in front of the stadium before each game, and people would be like, "Hey, do you want a ticket?" Like, okay. And I just fear that it's going to be the same way with San Diego. That's a great it's point. Really man. something that's going to – I mean, as bad as it was this year, it's going to be even worse next year if that thing's hanging over their head. It's 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 a great point because it's going to be weird for these guys to play in front of half-empty stadiums, no? 
Well, it's, an, it's they won't be half empty. It'll just be filled with the other team's fans. They're, <laughs> they're challenging their fans to come to they're rally the city to. and stuff. They're not going see. to. They, they, even when even when they had Marty and were Ladanian and Gates was in his prime and and uh, I know even I then they, no, even no, then don't, they don't, they don't. had difficulty filling out the stadium. They did not. Now, absolutely did not. Back to Rivers. I had see I had season tickets in two thousand. I will. I that stadium was full, and it was filled with Chargers fans. I, I'm not saying that. I'm they not get, saying it wasn't. You get a strong presence of other teams because. Unlike a lot of NFL cities, San Diego is a very desirable place to live. So you always have that 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 out of town. Ele- what we're gonna you guys? Get- you guys all move from somewhere else. Don't act like I'm saying something for <laughs> you. I'm not. No. Um, but they, you're always going to have that element of like opposing fans. Just you know how many there. blackouts they've had. No, they 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 had when they rebuilt the stadium for the Super Bowl in 2003. The city automatically bought. <laughs> Tickets so there would be no sellout. So, Rivers, before everybody on his team was sent to IR with injuries, he had multiple touchdown passes in seven of his first eight games. Only three of his final one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Only three of his final eight. And he got beat to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had nobody getting open, and he had no offensive line. And he loves to stay in the pocket. He does. Well, he's a statue. Well, he can't, yeah, he can't do anything. Else. Okay. And maybe this is, you know, obviously we talk about the offensive line. Antonio Gates. If he comes back, I don't think he will. Yeah. He's, already, he's been talking about retirement okay, for like so, a decade now. Right. So, okay, he's not there. So, I mean, do we believe in Ladarius Green to be also the guy to step in? Ooh. They got to resign him. All right. I Malcolm, don't think they Malcolm, will. Malcolm Floyd's retiring. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Okay, it's going to be a mess. Keenan Allen's back, but who else is there? Melvin Gordon eventually will score an NFL touchdown, right? Eventually. I mean, we believe that will happen at some point. Oh. Um. I mean, the thing is, though, like we're talking about all Where this. Where does he go with the football? I mean, what does he do? This is basically what it was last year. I mean, every by the end of the year, all these, like, they, they even had Stevie Johnson at the beginning of the year. He was donezo for, for a while. Man, that was disappointing. Yeah, I know. That sucked. Um, but I so I think he'll have Allen back. He'll have, he'll have Johnson. Johnson back. They'll probably draft a receiver relatively high, and I think there are some good, solid, like, flanker slot guys in this draft. I think Gates probably ends up coming back. Okay, um, for I, one more. Ride. I think they should re-sign Green personally. I don't know if they. I don't know. I don't, I don't know their cap situation off the top of my head, but. But no, no, I mean, I think they can make some improvements and be a solid. I offense. could see them not signing Green and just trying to just hoard that cap space and just trying to address that offensive line because yeah. right now I, I just don't see Rivers staying healthy. Uh, they're going to be playing in front of you know half-empty stadiums. Um, and you look at the skill position players, Malcolm Floyd gone, Stevie Johnson's whatevers, Keenan hey, Allen. Hey, is, you're, wow. You're whatever. <laughs> Come on. Quit, quit besmirching good players. What? I, you know, I don't understand. Stevie Johnson is just a whatever's player. Oh my what, in what, See, se- what season did he? Was he just? A, how long ago was his br- breakout season? It was, how like long two, ago? it was like two or three years ago. Only when he went like eleven hundred and seven to ten touchdowns three years in a row. If you haven't broken out in the last two years, you didn't run you're four or three. <laughs> you're right? If you're just somebody that just comes in and does their job and puts up numbers, you're just not relevant in the James <laughs> Co. universe. No, he's just. A, He's just he's an okay receiver. That's it. He's whatever's. That's yeah. what I said. Whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, I was gonna make a What joke. is the love affair with Stevie Johnson and Danny Wood? I just don't get it. What's Stevie what? Johnson's a very good player. Yeah, what why don't you like guys who put up fantasy <laughs> points? What is your aversion? Oh wait, that's right. I don't get it. All right, great. Um but what about Melvin Gordon next year though? Like I, yeah, honestly. where are you taking Melvin Gordon? I'm not. 
I think Melvin Gordon's gonna hang around till like oh, the eighth man. round. Forever. You know, he's gonna he's gonna hang on the board forever. And I think he'll be better. Yeah, it he, can't be worse. He, well, I mean, he could be, but you don't want that. He'll be better, and you know, he'll be a guy you're not gonna play him every single week, but he'll he'll give you decent value. I don't think I'm drafting a Charger him. next year. I mean, I'm going through this list here. I don't see myself drafting any of these guys. I'm interested in Allen. I'm very interested in Definitely. Allen. Definitely. All was right, like what a, round? He was like a third or fourth round pick this year. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't see any reason that he should not be again this year. Ooh. I would probably hope to snag him in like five or six if that perception yeah. is, you know, the injuries and like, oh, Chargers offense. I would I would hope to wait on him there, but but he was great. I mean, he's not going to he won't go in the first four rounds. There's no way. I mean, probably not, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up like fulfilling that kind of value. We'll see. We're, we'll see where the offseason narratives and workouts and best shape of his life and that stuff comes through, you know, this summer. But I, I like Allen. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if a Charger goes off the board before like the seventh round. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, and I think that it'll be Keenan Allen. I think. Oh, he no, he he will be the first Charger drafted. Right, and the- I think he goes in round seven. I do. I think he goes in round seven or eight. I, I just don't. There's going to be too many question marks around this team, and I, I think people are going to stay away. I, I know I am. I, I'm not drafting a charger. I, I, I'm looking. And Keenan Allen went to Cal- – I love Keenan Allen. But, oh, golly, man, that it, that whole situation just scares me. Well, wait. This is this is one of the it's – fu- it's fun to talk about this stuff now, too, but it'll be interesting <coughs> to see draft, free agency. True. Once, once they get into camp and stuff. That's like, true. They could scoop up. Like, Jari Evans just got cut. They could get somebody else in free agency. Like, if they rebuff that line. Oh, no, no, it's get, true. They get a dynamic playmaker from the draft. All of a sudden, we're, we're drinking that Kool-Aid. The training camp it's is true. filling up. So you you know, just the, the training camp sta- stands just, are filling up. You, you just know nullified it. the previous hour of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how this stuff could change. Look, so what do we I'm, know? I'm an eternal optimist. What do we know? <laughs> I want to give people hope. What do we know? Uh, and to tell them to keep listening to the podcast <coughs> all yes. off season, which is what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's it that's for it. the let's, AFC let's, West. Let's tap it and get out of here. Let's all right, it. see ya. All right, daily dap time. Uh, we I, who who's ready? There's it's always a question of who's right. I'm ready. Daily. All right, Marcus All right, Grant, give me a daily dab. Uh, a couple real quick. Uh, one first for uh, the Twitter account Bat Labels, Batman sixty six labels. They go through and they have screenshots of all the different. Uh, labeling you see from the old Batman TV series, so the Bat Ladder with you know with a ladder hanging from a, a helicopter and a sign that says Bat Ladder, and the Bat Wax Solvent, which has uh, you know looks like the Joker with a, a can that says Bat Wax Solvent. It's amazing how many things they labeled and how many things have the word Bat in them from uh, from that show. So that was a fun uh, fun little thing I came across this morning. But my other dap is. I'm dabbing the Golden State Warriors, man. I got to go home last yeah. week. Uh, it was in Vallejo, which, by the way, the biggest celebrity now in Vallejo is C.J. Anderson after his uh, yeah, Super Bowl clinching touchdown. There but, you go. Um, <clears throat> I hadn't been to a Warriors game probably since I was in high school, and it's it's weird to go there now. And you would go – when I would go as a kid, you would, and you always had fun, and you hoped that maybe they would win. Now you go – and there's the expectation that they will win. Oh, and yeah. that's bizarre. Oh, it's so weird. It's weird that, you know, you that the preeminent basketball player in the world calls the Bay Area home, you yeah. know? And uh, <laughs> you go and and it was it was a good game. It was actually a very competitive, entertaining game. They they played the Rockets that night and um you know, it's 
it's funny to watch because when Steph misses shots, there's like this weird quiet. In <laughs> like that's that's not supposed to happen. Right. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I, I'm obviously excited to see this team playing well. But I'm I'm happy for all the long-suffering Warriors fans, and now for they sure. finally get to enjoy some really good basketball. <clears throat> Man, when Steph I was in the Curry ba- and I are basically the same person. No, you're not. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we both we both got crying Jordan this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been crying Jordan three times in less than two weeks. I need to like review my entire operation. This is great. It's tremendous. Uh, no, I remember I remember the, uh, being in the Bay Area. For the, the those uh, Jason Richardson, a Donald Foyle days, mm-hmm. uh, and and even then the fans would still come. Yeah, I mean they've always shown up. They've always they've always supported the team. They just, you know, the best thing we ever had to root for was being the team no one wanted to play in the first round. Right, that was it. There you go. All right, Alex Gellhar, what's up? Uh, two daps. First dap to Matt Harmon, as we mentioned, this is his last last week right now because we oh, do yeah. a seven month tour of duties uh, for people starting out at the NFL. It's not the greatest, but. He's had a killer seven months here, and he'll still be hanging out and probably appearing on the podcast from time to time. But that would be da- great. Daily dap to Harmon for, for killer work this season. And then second one is daily dap to the people that have, like, rated us on iTunes. There have been some good, some bad. Somebody was like, what even is a dap? Like, I don't want to listen to that. Well, like, hey, <laughs> what? then stop the podcast the last five minutes. <laughs> we just saved you time. <laughs> but for those of you that like to uh, hear what else we're consuming in the world and stuff, you know, this is what we're doing. And uh, I'd encourage more of you to do that because we can look at those. If there's something you like about the show, something you don't, put your voice out there on iTunes. Let us know on Twitter. It's the only way we can make the podcast better for you guys. So uh, daps to all the people that have chimed in on what they've liked and disliked about the pod. We'll hope to make it better in year two. What else do they, what else do they not like? Somebody was like, I tapped out when that guy talked about poetry, which was <laughs> Harmon mentioned it one time. <laughs> You're welcome, pal. Try, trying to culture you. Uh, somebody ripped Fabiano <laughs> for his fandom. They're like, I can't listen to a podcast where a guy likes the Lakers, the Cowboys, and the Yankees. Well, I'm that's like, legitimate. That's that is that's legit. <laughs> but some, some guys have uh, said they, say they like our chemistry. Somebody told you to Stop saying bro so many times. So many times. Oh James. my god, I love saying bro. I know it's not going to stop. It's I was not like, well, stop. I was like, that's not something we can change. But yeah, that's that's. So there's all sorts of stuff. There's some good, some bad. Can some, we can we also say weird. though that Fabiano's fandom should include the Celtics, not the Lakers, to have all the hated teams. Because the Lakers are beloved uh, by everybody. A lot of that's, people hate uh, the Lakers. No. Nobody that's, hates that's, the Lakers. That's, that's well, not, not now because they're not good. That is inaccurate. What do you have, like 15 more to go? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt Harmon, what's up? Yeah, I'm actually prepared this time. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Why don't, let's let him go last because it's going to be his – Right. His swan song. His swan, His swan song? song. Okay. Usually, rank, rank, usually, Hank is also secretly just inserting himself before me. But yes, okay. it's no. Go ahead. No, I wanted. No, I appreciate you. Go I ahead. wanted you to headline the the dab section. All right, go. No, well, you fine. just go, Adam Rank. Not have to curtain jerk for guys like us when you're clearly better than us. <laughs> um, just go already. Uh, City of San Francisco for the Super Bowl. It was a it was a well done event. Not so much for the people who run the bar at the Hilton in Union Square because they kept kicking us out of the lobby. It's a lobby. You can't kick us out of there. <laughs> Your bar can shut down, but you can't kick us out of the lobby. Uh, DAP to spring training in March Madness coming up. My favorite yes. favorite non-NFL time of the year. I've got to say that because I'll get mad if I don't. But like <laughs> The read, shadowy league figures read, nodded back here. Read between the lines. <clears throat> uh, spring training March Madness is coming up. DAPs to that. Uh, DAPs to Brian Danielson, uh, one of my favorite professional wrestlers of all time who had Just to retire re- this yeah. week <clears throat> uh, because of concussions. The one cool uh, – one of my coolest sports moments was being at WrestleMania 30, being in the fifth row thanks to uh, the Barnyard Dog. Yeah, buddy. Gary Barnage and uh, D'Angelo Williams. And uh, 
being able to witness his triumphant uh, for watching this guy through Ring of Honor and everything and finally reaching the ultimate of his profession is kind of a cool thing. Uh, Dap to the fans in San Francisco. Uh, I was working on the NFL Now live at the Super Bowl 50, whatever the name of the show was. And every once in a while, you'd get people walking by the set, and they see me standing there doing nothing uh, per use. And they yelled, and, that uh, helps no one? No, no. <laughs> they would yell, that helps no one. But the overwhelming majority of those people were yelling, DJ Zoom. Not that a lot. I, I didn't realize. So dabs to all of you. And uh, finally, of course, dabs to Matt Harmon, who – as Alex mentioned, has to do the seven five. I had to do the seven five. I know it's not a fun. As thing did to I. Do. As I did, did Mark. I did as well. Three times, yeah, I did it and um, it worked out. But I, I thought that what you contributed here uh, to NFL Fantasy Live, to NFL Fantasy in general, really helped take us to another level. You're bringing in a new group of fans and brought a fresh perspective. That Charlie's that fans, right? Charlie's <laughs> fans as well. <laughs> So uh, it was, it's really appreciated, and we uh, look forward to seeing you back in five months. It can't come soon enough. So keep doing what you do. Have a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see you soon. I'll continue the love fest, uh, Daily Dap to uh, Reception Perception, which I thought was always a tremendous read. And uh, the, it's just unbelievable the amount of work that goes into that, honestly, truly. It, I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, it's like, that's craziness. You have a child. I, I only no. have a dog. <laughs> you, even, if I had, even if I was single, I'm not, am I going to put in that work? I don't know, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, it's uh, it's tremendous the the amount of uh, work uh, that you put into that. So that's awesome, man. Um, the uh, I have another one. Uh, it's uh, the Taiwanese animators. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they have done an awesome oh, no. job they covering. Great, they do great. What work. do they do now? <laughs> the NFL. Uh, no, they're they're Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I miss they, their Super Bowl. They are they are obsessed with nut shots. <laughs> they're obsessed. They love it. They absolutely love it. And in their Super Bowl preview video. I was dying on my computer. I don't know why. Randomly, <laughs> randomly, there's Optimus Prime. There's <laughs> there's there's Batman dabbing for some reason. Okay, I don't know. C.J. Anderson was was doling out nut shots. I mean, I don't understand what was going on. It's awesome though. <laughs> it is awesome. Uh, Taiwanese animators on YouTube. Uh, if you want to go down uh, a, a nice little black hole and, and watch a few of their videos, but uh, they not only do they handle sports, uh, they also handled the. Um, oh, they do everything. Yeah, they do politics, absolutely. They do culture. Quick aside: Well, you mentioned black holes, and me think of something. Did anybody else see on Twitter this morning that apparently two massive black holes merged into yes. one in space? The space-time oh. continuum is uh, is ripping, or something. We're, we're doomed. We're yeah. all gonna die. So go check out the Taiwanese animators before <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Uh, they had a, they had their take on the uh, the new allegations that uh, Sean P Diddy Combs, uh, I guess hired somebody or something to to, to shoot Tupac or something. Anyways, it, that's really funny. They've so they've got some news news articles and uh, and also some sports takes, but it is really funny. If if you haven't seen them, go check them out. Uh, Taiwanese animators on YouTube. All right, Matt Harmon, the floor is yours, pal. Well, for one, I want to thank you guys for being way too nice to me uh, today and really all year. It was. It was was a lot of fun. It was. We can change that next time around. I would appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah, no. So it was th thanks again. That was great, and I look forward to coming back here too. But yeah, you mentioned reception perception. It will be in full force this off season. While I'm, you know, tell us where we can here. find it, pal. You can well, you can follow me on Twitter. There you go. Uh, at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. I'll be doing a weekly column for the Washington Post. 
while I'm away from here, and I'll also be putting a bunch of stuff on my blog, and hopefully, finally putting out that book that I wanted to do last off season. But an ebook, yeah. But you guys had to make me move out here for this, for this freaking job. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, no. It, What's it, the book about? Reception perception. Oh, okay. how what how things went down in 2015. Got it. Like, pretty much just everybody's scores. Um, okay, there you go. Yeah, so it'll be great. And I got a lot of stuff on draft prospects coming out, so tune in for that. My daily dap goes to um, Old Spice Hair Paste. Now, I... <laughs> That's you, an old-timey he's, phrase. He's, well, he's, he's pulling a Dan Hansis here. Well, now I listen. Like now listen. I, as you might know, I am a little bit snobby about some things, uh, particularly what? hair pro. Yeah, I know. Breaking news. <laughs> um, sitting here in a paisley-like shirt, and uh, yeah, no, I'm a little snobby about okay. things. Uh, but so normally, like I, I always try to go for like higher end hair products. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like going through the grocery store. I think it was last week. I'm at Ralph's, and they didn't have like anything I normally use. But I was out of hair gel, so I was like, oh god. I was like, I'll just grab this crap from Old Spice. Like, and I was like, I'm sure I'll just use it once, and then I'll go to a real store and get some real stuff. I put it in. It has by far been my favorite hair paste. <clears throat> Or like, or because normally I use gel. This is a paste. I guess it's supposed to be different. Uh, it's been by far my favorite. I think it looks good. It doesn't get your all... hair does look magnificent. Do- today, yeah, by the way, no, this whole I don't know if it's the podcast studio lighting or whatever, but uh, well, the lighting for one sucks. For Come one, on. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but no, I think like all last week while you guys were gone, I was this was my first week with it, and I was like consistently cranking it out of the park with hair day. <laughs> so honestly, I mean, Old Spice. Listen, where did this go this, from? This. this Hair paste is is quality stuff, and I now use Old Spice hair paste, Old Spice deodorant, and Old Spice body wash. So, Old Spice, if you're listening, whenever you want to sponsor this podcast, boom, you have a fan right here. My Daily Dap goes out to their hair paste. Tremendous product. Wow. I like it. By the way, there is a huge difference between paste and gel. I could see a a high school Matt Harmon. uh, So, basically, last year, uh, Matt (laughs) Harmon dipping into a giant uh, blue tub of, of hair gel. And, uh, and and trying to pass it off. I well, the problem that. with gel is like you get you get a good hold, which is important, especially when it's windy. But like you also like because I have a very particular process where there's a needs to be a good distance between putting the gel in and then combing again and putting the hairspray in. I'm sorry, this isn't something. <laughs> and if yeah. you don't have enough time between that, this this is why we're getting crusty. rid of Matt Harmon. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Or I'm going to leave an iTunes comment. Right. Please. <laughs> Less hair talk. Less hair talk. <laughs> that jackass with the hair talk. How dare you? All right. Let's, All right. Should we get I, out of here? Yes. Let's get out of here. All right. For Matt Harmon, MG, my guy Marcus Grant, Adam Rank. Thanks for joining us. And Alex Gelhar, the Whiskey from Wisconsin. I'm James Coe. We are out of here. See you. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, tell everybody what's on the latest Move the Sticks episode. The five lessons we learned from the Denver Broncos in terms of how to build a championship team. Also, what are the deepest positions in the draft? Look down the middle. Those defensive tackles are nice. Yeah, we've got you covered as we march towards the NFL draft. Move the Sticks, you can find us on iTunes, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as YouTube. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.